Hey, Rotoviz Radio listener, this is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Road of His Draft Series on Road of His Radio, presented by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, the executive producer of Road of His Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Today's show is going to be a super fun one. We are doing a draft series, it's a four-parter. Today's show is going to be a super fun one. We are doing a draft series, it's a four-parter. And today I'm going to be joined by John Daigle of NBC Sports Edge Football. You can follow him on Twitter at NotJDaigle. And I'm also joined by Travis May, who... Most of you will know from rotaviz.com and, of course, the College to Canton podcast. You can follow Travis on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Both fantastic minds when it comes to college football prospects and getting them ready to where we're going to rank them in terms of prospects when it comes to fantasy football as we move forward here. We're going to be talking about potential landing spots for some of these guys. We're going to be talking about how we think they are going to fare in the NFL. On today's show, we are talking about the running back position and Look, we've talked about it on a number of Rotoviz shows. You'll have heard it in other places too. The class might not just be as exciting as some of the recent running back classes that we've had over the last uh, five or so years. But, you know, we're going to talk in a little bit of depth as to, to what we think it's going to be. And I mentioned the word depth. Is it that it is going to be not deep and quite shallow? Or is it going to be that there's some of these elite guys at the top end who really could save this running back class? You know, Najee Harris. Travis Eddy and Javante Williams are some of the guys we talk about here coming up in just a moment. It's going to be a fun show. I hope you hope you really enjoy it. As I mentioned, it is a four-part series. We are covering the tight end, wide receiver, uh, and quarterback positions as well. They are going to be coming out over the weekend of the 17th of April, so 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th. So don't miss out. Make sure you subscribe to the Road of His radio feed and they will come out and you'll get them once they drop. So four shows, a really, really good conversation. Really enjoyed talking with both guys. Make sure you're following them on social media if you aren't already. With all that said, let's jump straight into the conversation. So guys, this class, a lot of talk around the wide receivers. We obviously covered that in the first show, but when we look at the running back class, you know, there's been a lot of hype over the last couple of years, certain running backs coming in. You know, we had Jonathan Taylor last year was the the big talk heading into that draft. This year, not as much excitement around the class. There is certain players who there is that upside, but in terms of the class in general, uh, John, do you feel it's a a very shallow class Um, in terms of running back and classes over the last maybe five years? Do you feel this, unfortunately, might be the bottom of the rung? I would describe it as top heavy. I don't know if it's so much shallow because again, a lot of these guys have like the wide receivers, particular skill sets. Uh, but the top, the two guys we're going to talk about a lot, probably Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, of course, uh, they are outstanding in a bunch of different metrics. So overall, I'm not excited. You see a bunch of people citing 
RB3 or RB4 in this class. When relative, it, it doesn't even matter. It's like the RB6 or 7 in another class. So uh, I hate using that term for it. But yeah, there, there are some exciting players we'll talk about here. Your feelings, Travis, similar or uh, slightly different? Well, I'm, I'm definitely not surprised by the, the class not being incredibly uh, deep just because, I mean, for a long time, I, I play Debbie fantasy football where you can have these college players on your team for forever. And so I look at recruiting classes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm already looking at the guys who aren't even eligible for the draft till 2025 just because I'm super into college recruiting. So, like, I, I remember back when it was, I guess, the 2017 class when all the guys that came out last year that had capital plus Najee Harris plus Travis Etienne all came into college at the same time. And really by week two of that fall, we were like, okay, so 2020 is going to be an absolutely stacked running back class. And uh, very early on, even looking at recruiting ratings and, and all the, the top running backs that were eligible for the 2021 class, like we knew for, well, I don't know, three, four years that this was not going to be an incredibly – uh, deep class with a bunch of feature back bodies and even some of the top guys who were supposed to work out like one of the top ones like nobody even knows his name anymore his name's Ricky Slade he's not even on a team right now so like a bunch of guys who were supposed to work out this year didn't and so I, I just knew it you know I, I was looking ahead and I, before Harris and ETN went back to school I was like man I don't even want to draft in 2021 for running like running backs at all and so um, I'm not surprised but Harris and Etienne are, are the real steals in this class that are just no brainers. I, I am a Javante Williams guy, uh, but after that, it just seems like a, a really tough uh, mesh to deal with with a bunch of guys who are underweight or not fast and slightly underweight or don't have a great receiving profile or there's there's something there's something that they meant might be good at, but there's they don't really look like uh, feature backs for the NFL at all. It does feel like there's kind of a top three there. You mentioned them, uh, Etienne, Harris, and Williams, and for this class do you think they are the top three guys they're the elite level and do you think they can turn this class from something that we're not excited about to you know something where we're in a year or two down the line we're looking at three real top tier running backs or do you think they're just going to be kind of another option on a team or do you think these guys can be a, a lead running back for uh, a team in the nfl and become a, a real asset no, I think it's those three. Um, plus, if if we see the player uh, from two years ago show up, uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, from Oklahoma State, if if he shows his tw- like two thousand yard upside uh, again, out in not the you know hobbling, high ankle sprain uh, ridden guy who's just not himself all last fall, even in a smaller sample size, dealing with three uh, quarterbacks, one true freshman, and a a bad second year, and then Spencer Sanders, which whatever he is, he he did not get any better and so that offense struggled the offensive line wasn't as great and so there's context as to why Chuba Hubbard didn't look like the same player and so I think he could come out of uh, you know out of uh, that mess of guys that look a lot of like a lot of the same kind of level of, of players and talents I think he could be that guy and then Kenneth Gainwell uh, out of Memphis just because of his dual threat ability mixed with his athleticism that he put on display uh, his top end speed you know having 21 miles an hour and faster uh, on field measure, like measured speed is incredible. And you mix that in with this 50 plus catches in his 2019 season, 2000 plus yards in that year. And, and I see a player that could be a difference maker, especially if he's in a spot that loves to run him outside, puts him in the slot and gets creative with his usage. We overlapped receivers earlier, Travis, and we're actually overlapping running backs <laughs> nice. that we think can make a difference early in their career. Even though I'm admittedly a sucker for receiving production at running back, 
Uh, if you I had, think like, we all are. If you had three <laughs> career carries, I, I probably would just overlook it. Don't care at all if it means you're playing wide receiver. And that's what Gainwell did. Just keeping Antonio Gibson on the bench from that backfield and leading Memphis in rushing attempts in 2019. And then, of course, he opted out. That could be spun as a negative in 2020. But then he showed up to his pro day with added weight, with 11 pounds from 190 to 201. So NFL size, and yet still kept all the athletic traits we love. 21 bench reps, a 4-4-2-40. Um, and he only had three career three drops on 66 career targets. So overall, I think that production and profile is something I will be looking forward to as the RB3 or 4. Uh, we could talk about Javante Williams a little bit because that's kind of my debate internally right now is Williams – profiles as I just transition here on my own as more of the guy that it seems like NFL front offices would love and has a much easier chance of handling three down opportunities or that will still, despite what I just mentioned about his measurables, never be gain well. Uh, just to have the production on the ground at North Carolina that Williams did, 1140 and 19 touchdowns, 25 catches and 300 yards in the receiving game in the same backfield with Michael Carter, who rushed for 1,500 yards. Like to still stand out, even though the guy behind you stood out, is something so special. And then to finish with an FBS high, 75 broken tackles last year and break college football's pro football focuses college record for broken tackles per attempt. Um, it's just, yeah, it just seems like a guy who much sooner than Gainwell would be given starting opportunities, even somewhere like the Cardinals or Steelers in the first two rounds. Yeah, for me, for me, Gainwell feels like the real uh, one. That, like he's going to be the value. I think the other guys are probably going to go in that second round range. I think he probably will drop into kind of the third round or maybe a little bit later, perhaps. And I think he's going to end up being a, a real value, especially with the way the NFL has progressed over the last you know 10 15 years in terms of pass catch and running back so i think it's gonna be a number of teams could uh, really boost their running back group with him there so we've kind of talked about a lot of the different guys that most people are talking about is there anyone outside of who we've talked about that either of you want to highlight as a, a running back with maybe even late round upside maybe we're not expecting big things in 2021 but maybe that dart throw that that could make the the jump i like jamar jefferson uh, quite a bit. I know uh, he didn't have the perfect pro day that we wanted him to have, but he certainly had the productive season on field that we, we all wanted Chuba Hubbard to have. Uh, and he's somebody who way back in his, his true freshman year had a 1500 yard season for a really bad uh, Oregon state team. And just because people don't stay up late enough to watch pac 12 games and no one's watching Oregon state games either. Cause well, they're the beavers and they're bad. Uh, you know, he gets missed. Uh, quite often, but he he does so many things well. I think he's got maybe the most balanced skill set of, of any running back outside of the obvious t top two or three. And so for me, he's still probably a a running back uh, six ish in this class, and should be a, in, in the conversation for that late late day two capital, if not the very beginning of round four. So uh, if if I see somebody stick to a roster. Uh, or if I was betting on anybody to definitely stick to roster after the obvious names, Jamar's definitely going to be my guy. And I'm just agreeing with Travis on Chuba Hubbard, if only because I think he's interesting. You go look at his box scores from the first month of last year before he opted it out, and it was very clear he wasn't injured. And then he got injured. And so what do you think happened? His production dipped across the entire board. Uh, also, perhaps he was still injured when he ran that atrocious 40 because he looks yeah. much faster and much more explosive than he showed at his pro day. So I think there are still a lot of questions for Hubbard, who, again, if we're just talking about the, the archetypes that 
actually could be three down running backs just two years ago. We're only one year removed from Hubbard being discussed as that much, whereas he returned and hurt his stock. So I think there's still a, a lot of question marks that could actually help Hubbard out if he proves to, to bounce back uh, once he's drafted. And that, of course, also depends where he lands. Yeah, absolutely. I still have Hubbard over over Jefferson. I'm, I'm still a believer. Glad to hear you, you're right there too, John. As I mentioned at the start of the show, this is going to be a four-part series. It was a four-part conversation. We're going to be looking as well at all the position groups basically in terms of the skill positions wide receiver tight end running back and quarterback uh, be sure to check out all four shows as they're released they are going to be released from the 17th of april basically 18th 19th 20th as the four shows drop day on day check back in on your road of his radio feed make sure you subscribe to get all those shows once they go live so much great content on road of his this off season and throughout the season we'll have you covered multiple shows every single day get your uh, fix as you get ready for the draft or as you get ready for the season get yourself into uh, prime position to win your fantasy championship in 2021 as always as a loyal podcast listener you can save yourself 10 percent off of one year rotoviz subscription on rotoviz.com by adding the code rv radio 2021 at checkout or we're going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information get you access to all of the tools all of the content up on the website get yourself just along with the podcast content just gets you set up perfectly for success this upcoming year uh, so that once again is rv radio 2021 that's going to do it for today's show make sure you join back to, to get all four shows as we get ready here for the draft hopefully you will enjoy those if you do like them drop a written interview on your favorite podcast app much much appreciated if you haven't already make sure you're following john daigle on twitter at not j daigle that is d-a-i-g-l-e he is, of course, of NBC Sports Edge. You can find all the content he'll be sharing there on his Twitter feed and as well with Travis. Follow him on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. You can find all his work up on rotaviz.com and, of course, the fantastic College to Canton podcast where he breaks down prospects like this uh, all the way through, maybe even a year or two before they hit that NFL uh, you know, stage at the, the draft night or maybe even undrafted and he gets you set up for success there. So, check that out as well once again that is the college to canton podcast thanks to both guys for jumping on um, they're both fantastic guys fantastic followers on social media with superb content make sure you check them out of course my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland until we're back with another edition of the show of course have a good one <laughs>